this was my first reverse harem. So, <laughs> yay! Cheers! Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Spice Rack Pod. I'm Emily. I'm Savannah. So, Sav, how are you doing today? I have had such a fun weekend. I had a friend in town. We went out and acted like we were 19 on Friday night, which was really fun. Um, so yeah, I've had a really fun weekend and feel nice and refreshed from friend time. How are you? I'm doing well. I've been reading. So pretty much I've been reading while watching hockey because the playoffs are happening. So I think I read four books since last week because all I've been oh doing gosh. is watching hockey and reading books. I literally haven't read anything. I've just been working and drinking a lot and living my best life, but I haven't read at all. So glad. I'm glad that you're keeping up the reading end. (laughs) It's just like some of the games because they're all day. I'm going to read and then if I can't hear the buzzer happening, then I'll pop my head up and see what is happening. No, I did read one book since we talked last. I read Praise by Sarah Kate, which is very popular right now. And... My review is that if you like praise in bed, you will like this. I think the plot is secondary. It was more smutty, which is fine. Apparently the second one is better, but there's like a step-sibling trope, which is just not for me. So I might try it, but praise was pretty good. It was definitely kinky. I've been seeing on TikTok, I've also added a lot of books, my TBR, that the whole step-sibling is kind of becoming like a popular trope. I don't know if I can get behind it, but I've been seeing that and like small town romances all over. Those are my two, my two least favorite things. So, you know, that's okay. It's not my time. It's not my time right now. I been reading. So I finished The Grand Pack by J.C. Hawk and it's a part of a series. So the first two books were a duet and then it's like a friendship, but like they're all based in London. So there's a lot of like English, like language and stuff. And it was good. I get three and a half to four stars. I just think that the main guy character just got away with too much. They should have been like Mm -hmm. groveling. And, but I do wish I went and refreshed on the other, the first two books before I read this one. And then I read The Bellinger Sisters, so Hook, Line, and Sinker, and it happened one summer. I literally was considering moving to a small fishing town. So (laughs) Deadliest Catch is one of like my guilty pleasure shows. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. it's like crab fishing, but I just love Tessa Daly and I really love the, it was just like refreshing. And you can tell that she really, really loved writing this series. And she said that she wrote it when her husband was in the ICU. You can tell she had like put a lot of heart into it. And then after Hook Lightest, I did a whole like 180 and I finished Wretched by Emily McIntyre. So I really liked it. It's supposed to have like a Wizard of Oz kind of like spiel hmm. to it, but it's not really like, okay. overbearing. And the female main character is the bad one. Female Ooh, main that's character. Different. And then you have like undercover DEA agent. And at okay. no point could I have predicted how it ended, like what was happening. So I really, really like that book. It has been a good reading weekend. Damn, you've been busy. I know I have been, but it's been Which- so good. Which of the Bellinger sisters did you like more? Did you like Hannah or did you like Piper? I liked Hannah. Okay. I liked Hannah more. I think P- I loved Piper. She was written after Alexis from Schitt's Creek. And so her just being absolutely ridiculous made it so much fun. I think I liked Hannah. So I, I didn't like the third stage breakup with Piper and Brandon. I thought like it was just dumb. I think just that they're just the Bellinger sisters, just very well-written characters. And yeah. I like Fox more than brandon too that's fair 
the thing that I love about Tessa Bailey is that she writes books like she'll see something and then write a book about it but she tells you what the inspiration was and I think that makes it so much more fun as you're reading it is you can really just tell that she really cares about what she writes and so if you guys see me living in a small fishing town (laughs) mind your business (laughs) I'll come visit we can go on on a little fishing expedition I need to figure out what I'm going to read next because I think I want to like a cutesy I think I need a little cutesy rom-com potentially before I keep diving into bad boy summer I am reading the book right now that we're covering next week and then I think from there I'm going to read book lovers because I all the hype everybody said that like it is like her best book yet I loved beach read by Emily Henry I didn't love people we meet on vacation as much as I loved beach read I really liked Beach Read, and if you guys haven't bought Book Lovers yet, if you are a Red Circle member at Target, it's just like the one they put your number in. It's like 11-something at Target, and the Target edition has the bonus ending and like epilogue, so not the Barnes & Noble version. The Target version is like exclusive. So okay. if you haven't gotten it, go get it at Target. And next week we're reading A Touch of Darkness. Oh, we're doing A Touch of Darkness next week? Mm-hmm. I okay. like it so far. It's okay, just, yeah. How far into it are you? I'm like halfway Okay. into it. And so, and I didn't realize when I went and did like my haul last month, I got the Battle of Blood and Ash. And I did not know that it's connected to this series okay. also. Yeah. Yeah. It's all by so, the same author. So I like it so far. It's, I thought it was going to be very like more like fairy but I like the twist that they're putting on it so yeah I like that it's more of just like a modern retelling of what Olympus would be like so okay we'll talk more about it next week I have to tell you a fucking insane story that someone who listens to this podcast dm'd me to tell me about (laughs) and you can tell that this happened because this bitch reads and I think we're all a little kinky it's rewired our brains a little bit because we read this shit and then we're like I'm going to do that in the real world. So this girl was out downtown, found this man that she was into and she was liking it, right? Like they made out a little bit. He goes to leave. She's out with her friends. He goes to leave and is like, Hey, you should come home with me. And she's like, no, nah, like I'm out with my friends, whatever. So he leaves and they're like dirty talking, texting back and forth, you know, the huge thinking yeah. that he's going to get her to come over later. Okay. And He's like, I guess was masturbating. Like, oh, I'm thinking of you. <laughs> I can't even like, oh, I'm thinking of you, you know, whatever. She says, show me. And he was like, I'm sorry, what? She says, show me that you're going to come thinking about me. Okay. She gets a FaceTime from this man downtown in public walking around 2 a.m. on Friday night. It's a FaceTime from him. And he's like, you need to show me who's around. Like, I want to make sure no one's there. So her friends duck so that they can't be seen by this man on FaceTime. And he finishes on FaceTime with her in the middle of the fucking night downtown in public. (laughs) That is the most, that is the most bad bitch thing I've ever heard in my whole life. And like, 
bitches that don't read would never say some shit like that no she's, she's taking notes she's, she's taking notes. notes listen her kindle she's got shit highlighted in there she's saving it for like <laughs> that's a that is a boss move incredible that's so, a boss move sweet man whoever you are i hope you hear this and you're like fuck that was me <laughs> I hope that your friends know that you did this because that <laughs> is so fucking funny. It's so fucking funny that her friends had a duck. <laughs> like her friends yeah. were like, they were fucking there. They watched. They could see on FaceTime that a man was coming. <laughs> like literally, like FaceTime on the dick. He's stroking it, and that's what's happening at two a.m. downtown in public on a busy street. Go her. That's a boss move. <laughs> Such a boss move. Um, so yeah, shout out to you, girl. You're the realest. We love you. We support bad bitches doing bad bitch things. Yeah, I fully support this. <laughs> okay. This week, <laughs> we're getting spicy. It's our first reverse harem. I feel like we should be having like a little party, like first birthday party, first reverse harem. So we are doing Den of Vipers by K.A. Knight. So K.A. Knight is an indie author trying to get all of the stories and characters out of her head. She lives in a sleepy English town where she spends most of her time writing. Books by K.A. include standalones such as The Scarlet Limerence and The Standby. K.A. Knight, along with other authors such as Caroline Peckham and Suzanne Valenti, who wrote the Zodiac Academy series, I'm obsessed with them, have released a six book series called Mafia Wars, which is full of angst, possessiveness, and spice. And today we'll be talking about Den of Vipers, which is a thick, thick two C's reverse harem standalone that does live rent free in our heads. So this week we do not have a dedication, but I'm just going to dedicate this episode to the tattoo scene. <laughs> There's just something about like tattoo scenes, like in Colty, when there's like a tattoo scene, it's just something just about tattoo scenes. So I think it's the pain and like the pleasure mixed together. Yeah. Did not have the same experience when I got my tattoo. I was like, <laughs> honestly, next time you get one, if, if it doesn't end, in, if you don't have a happy ending tattoo, I'm going to be disappointed for you. <laughs> Getting into our plot review and then we will get into the spice because there is more spice than plot in this book, which is not bad at all. So getting into the plot review, Roxy is our main character here. She is very feisty, very fun, very much a spitfire. Her father, a total piece of shit, gets involved with the mob and it just ends poorly for him. And so when they come to collect to spare himself, he offers up his daughter as payment to these four mafia men. So our four men are Ryder, Kenzo, Garrett and Diesel and they come to collect their payment and they're very surprised to find Roxy and she goes kicking and fucking screaming she beats the shit out of one of them she is not going lightly so they lock her up and they plan to keep her as prisoner I really think initially they planned to kill her and then they were so surprised and infatuated with her that they were just going to imprison her which is Emily's dream um so she starts having a relationship she gets with crazy ass Diesel first because he kind of breaks his way through first. He doesn't give a fuck about anybody's rules. So she starts off with Diesel and then Kenzo kind of gets involved and then we get to Ryder and then Garrett is the last one to join in. He has some like, he's got some issues going on. 
So the harem is in full swing. They are all fucking, sometimes together, sometimes apart, when rival business partners take Roxy, hoping to get Ryder and his men to bend to their will. Not only do the four men just fucking demolish this rival gang, like they fuck it up, but she does too. She is so feisty, so ready to fight to get back to her men. And so ultimately she ends up being just as psycho as the rest of them, which is great. And we end up on a high note and they end in this weird marriage where they're all married to each other. And it's, I mean, it's very sweet. What it's the best you can hope for in our reverse harem. We have a little five-some marriage going on. But yeah, so we've got Ryder, who is kind of like the leader of the mob. He's like the one in charge. Then you've got Diesel. These are the two easiest to explain because Ryder is in charge and Diesel is a fucking psychopath. And then Garrett and Kenzo are kind of somewhere in the middle. Kenzo's more into like the books and numbers and stuff. And then Garrett is this fucking behemoth of a big ass, hot ass man. So those are the four of them. We love them all in different ways. Um, but that is the plot of Den of Vipers. Again, minimal plot, maximum spice. So this was my first reverse harem. So... <laughs> Yay! Cheers! (laughs) And I was like, like I've been told about this book plenty of times. It's a very popular book, TikTok. And when I was read, when I read it, I was still shocked. Dicks are everywhere. We'll talk about this in the spice. But all the male, I like how the male characters were all different in their own way. So it made being able to distinguish between all of them very easily. You have mafia, mob, mixed with crime, murder, revenge, and oddly, a happily ever after. Roxy's absolute spitfire. And I really admire her for like fighting and making most of the situation because they made it very clear that she's never escaping. Even the few times that like she tried, like she was stuck. And I... I think if I could change one thing in this book, it would be the ending. I really wish that she picked who she was going to marry. Cause I think that would have added more drama and plot to the book that was missing. So I think I would have given it five stars if she did pick somebody, but I do think it was cute how they all proposed with like different rings. So she has like four rings, like all based on like the guy's like personality. And if I had a pick, I think Ryder is my favorite out of all of them. Shocker. He is um, the condescending possessive. <laughs> One who alpha, locked her up. <laughs> alpha male <laughs> puts up with like zero bullshit. And like one of the quotes, he's like, don't insult our princess ever again or I will kill you. Chef kisses. Therapy. You need therapy. <laughs> okay. I, I get what you're saying that you wish that she would have picked somebody. I don't think you've read enough reverse harems to know that that's just not how this works. Like yeah. the whole the whole point of the reverse harem is that they all live happily ever after and they have this six bedroom house so that they can all have a bedroom. I wish that we got an extended like epilogue mm. or something like 10 years later or something. Yeah. But I don't know. I just think it was cute how they did all propose and different rings. The judge was like, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> they were like, we don't care to credit this marriage. I think reverse harems are so interesting. I love reading them. I would love to know if you are in a real life reverse harem, can you let us know? Because I have some logistical questions. Like, how does shower time work? How many showers do you have? I need to know how many bathrooms that the house has because I feel like that is going to be the key to the marriage. Do you all have one bank account? Like, are your finances combined? Do you have access to all four men's bank accounts? See, these are the questions that I have. That is interesting because I feel like it has to be like equal for it to work. You can't just be having like dependent on one account, then right. that person has more leverage than the other people. 
Right. So like, how do you make it equal? How do you share equally? Do you think like they're kind of in twosomes, right? So like you think two people like each other more and two, so you fuck, you have threesomes with these two more often than these two. Anyway, these are the questions that I have. So if anyone's in a real life reverse harem, please let me know. Okay. I think I would like to be in a reverse harem, even though I do have some questions about the logistics of it, of it working because they worship her. Just think of like four men constantly telling you how perfect you are. You're perfect. I'm good. I'm good with you forever. Um, so I think that that speaks to me. Ryder is also, I have two favorites. I, I ranked them. Like these are the two that I would want to fuck with more than these are the two that I would probably not want to fuck with as much. Um, but my favorite quote from Ryder is this, I lied. I will always fuck. My favorite quote from Ryder is I lied. I will follow you always. I'll hunt you across this world. Even if you hate me and hate us for it, I will drag you back kicking and screaming. Hit me, slap me, fight me. I don't care. The pain is worth it. I love you too much to let you go. And I'm too fucking self to let the best thing ever happen to us. Walk away. You are ours. I think we need therapy. <laughs> we can get a group discount. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can get together. Maybe they won't charge us as much. <laughs> the thing is, like, these men fell so hard. Like, the, like they stood no chance against no. Roxy. Like, she was set up in a plush. I mean, she was a prisoner in a way, but, like, she gets to go on outing. She gets a weapon. Yeah. These men fell so hard. And these are, like, Six foot five bodybuilders tattooed. These are men. Yep. This is a scenario, honestly. Lock her up, throw away the key, let her have a few outings, and then give her like a <laughs> knife that she would like. Yes, I don't think I could do reverse harem. I think it could be one person. <laughs> could you do two? Can you have like a small harem? No, I don't think I could do it. Mm. I think that's fair. But- Damn. These guys fall hard, and it's so funny. No, it is so funny because it's ridiculous. But you're like you're literally reading this, and you're like, "How did I get here? Like, what was the gateway drug that got me to Den of Vipers? I don't know what it was for me. I'm not mad about it. I loved it. Now, in this book, kind of, it's kind of like how like Lock and the Ravenhood trilogy was. This took me into another dimension of reading. Yeah. Like it opened my eyes to a different realm of reading. You don't go back to Reese's book club after you read. (laughs) No, you don't. You don't. That's how I feel too. Interesting. So for those that don't know, so I'm starting my doctorate in August and I'm like, how am I supposed to go to read like research articles? (laughs) (laughs) What you could do is you could read a page and then you could read some smut and then you have to balance it out like my critical reading skills are up there now after (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's gonna be nice to read something and not have to read the word folds I can't fucking I I can't I can't I like I don't really think I can do audiobooks no because I I can't the tiktok sounds of the audiobooks I I think it's so cringy it gives me the ick I can't I really was gonna download one and then one of the tiktok sounds like where the guy like spit in his hand and the reader like that (laughs) person actually I was like I can't do this I can't and when it's like they growl you hear the audiobook growling and I'm like this is was way hotter in my head it's not as hot when it's happening 
I could not do it. So, ladies and gents, we have a spicy one for this bad boy <laughs> summer book. <laughs> we really do. I think that this is a five a five pepper for me. That's I think that this is my first five peppers. I'm going to talk about the tattoo scene. So all the Den of Vipers have a tattoo, right? And Roxy's fully tatted, sleeves, everything is tatted. And Garrett can tattoo. And so Garrett, so she finally gets Garrett to like be like to tattoo her. And the tattoo turns into a threesome. <laughs> while That's she's the happy ending tattoo that we all want. <laughs> while she's getting tattooed. It's just, it's just very hot. And like this book goes from like here to here. Diesel is psycho and he likes his toys, which include a gun. A gun. I've been seeing that a lot more in books. Like a gun. He used a knife on her. She Kenzie fingers her in the middle of a restaurant. And when she asks, like, go to clean up, Ryder's like, no, you can sit down and like sit in your own release and know that this is your first of many today. In a restaurant. Everybody's there. <laughs> like it's a I love it. <laughs> I'm literally turning red. I just think that everybody needs to go into blind reading this book, but the tattoo yes. scene is just hot. That's all. It is hot. Diesel is a fucking psychopath, but it would be a once in a lifetime experience that I would, I would voluntarily walk into. I think he fingers her with the gun. He fucks her with the gun. A loaded gun loaded and she has a knife in her ass at one point isn't that right like the opposite yes. end of the knife it's like sticking out I will say I think Kenzo is not regularly talked about in Den of Vipers because Diesel is so so a psycho and Garrett is so fucking hot and Ryder is so powerful that Kenzo a lot of times kind of gets the slack and Kenzo is so cocky and has a very dirty mouth and so I do like Kenzo a lot he doesn't get the, the hype that I think that he deserves yeah I don't really think that they have that many like spice scenes they don't but anytime he's in there it's rocking they don't fuck one-on-one I don't think no they do but like Diesel watches he's like the first one and when she's like trying to crawl away and he fucking grabs her back I was like yep. this is good I'm liking this I had it written down as four peppers. That doesn't feel accurate. <laughs> this is a five pepper. There's so many taboo things that happen in this book. Like you yeah. have to go into this book with an open mind. You have to. For sure. Yeah. Read the trigger warnings. Like there are, are quite a few of them, but I forgot about the, the knife sticking out of the asshole. So I do think that that deserves a five pepper rating. Yes. And one thing, you know, we love consent. She's consents to all of these acts. Yeah, she does. Even when she is thinking that she doesn't want to, she does. Mm-hmm. Here's my problem. I love Garrett. I think Garrett is so fucking hot. He is so large. He's like six, seven, right? That is yeah. insane to me. I love that shit. Garrett is my brother's name. So it ruined so much of the experience for me. Because I think once you're like, once you intimately know someone with the same name, I can't fucking, I can't do it. Yeah, there is this one book. I forgot what it's called. The, the main character's name is like the guy who like broke my heart. I was like, I don't want to read that name. Yeah. It, like, I think that it can ruin it for you. And that really bums mm-hmm. me out because I thought Garrett was the hottest one of all of them. He is definitely the top of my list. But I was like, damn, I had to like start calling him something else in my head because <laughs> different it name. was fucking with me. I was like, yeah, this is this is not getting me as horny. as It's not getting me where I need to go. You know what I'm saying? 
I do the same thing. So I don't really like big age gaps. So I just make up my own number between yeah. two. So it's not <laughs> like an age gap. Do you want me to read this quote? Yeah, you can. Okay. Yeah, you don't want to read it with your family <laughs> home. That's fair. So the one Kinzo scene that we really do get, she says, his hands are quick. They yank my hips up and then he's there again, pulling me back onto his cock. I groan. I can't help it. He's so big and feels amazing. He slaps my ass hard. No teasing. They're having sex. And then Diesel is watching and it's chef's kiss. We love it. I like, I do like, so Diesel calls her little bird and I like Uh that nickname. Like, I just think it was just, like, cute. Like, little bird, little bird. And, like, only, like, Diesel called her that. And so I think that was cute. Yeah, Diesel is very, like, taunting of her. They all have their their own, like, kinks. So I think if you were open to anything, this would be an ideal situation. Because they all have sex differently. And I think that was nice. If you like dirty talk, if you like very descriptive spice, this is the book for you. Welcome. It is. And, like, going back to, like, the distinction, they all, like, have, like, their different things that they like so like even this book is thick like it's huge you don't get bored <laughs> no and like one of them likes to tie her up the other one likes to do crazy shit one is into like voyeurism and wants to fuck her in public all the time so like, and this book is kind of educational because I don't know if it's <laughs> realistic or not but like Ryder used like a water bottle and I'm like oh interesting yeah. and the window yeah. scene, I was like a water bottle interesting and there's like some breath play too which I think is good to learn about if that's something Mm -hmm. that you could be into got to be educated on shit that could kill you so (laughs) make sure you you do your research before you get into breath play so we have spice in education a win -win. yes we love that honestly sexual education here it is okay so on this week's episode we are doing discussion questions and of course because it is reverse harem we have to do a fuck mary kill between Kenza, Diesel, Garrett, and Ryder. So I will marry Ryder, fuck Garrett, and kill Diesel. I just, Diesel can, it was a little much. It was a little much for me. I don't know that I would want that on the daily. No, like they had to like pay women, like compensation. Because he's just just a very twisted person. Once in a lifetime, but not every day. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel. Like I would do it to do it. Not more than once though. And I think I would, I would have trauma. (laughs) (laughs) You would definitely have to be going to therapy. Could you imagine trying to sleep with like a vanilla dude after you fuck Diesel? You'd be like, you can't. What am I doing? (laughs) I would build a little, not a full harem. I'd build a little, a threesome and I would marry Ryder and Garrett. And then I would fuck Kenzo and I'm going to kill Diesel too. I think it's just a little too much. Yeah. With the, with the four of them, he just happens to fall last for me and he also like to me is a little bit like too clingy like he watches her sleep like every yeah. moment like homie like homegirl can't even go get like an iced coffee by herself yeah, yeah, have, yeah. like any like me time he's always there like I want you to be fucking obsessed with me don't get that twisted I I want that but I don't need a stalker <laughs> like, that's, <laughs> but that's what he is about. yeah he takes it like a little too far to where it's no longer fun for me yeah I agree I think because this is a reverse harem and this was your first one. So I hope it gets you into more. I think we should build our reverse harems based on our favorite book characters. So three to four, build your own B-Y-O-R-H. What would you build as your reverse harem? Who would be in your harem? Okay, so Tobias from the Ravenhood trilogy. I have two LJ Shen characters, Vicious 
Chase Black from The Double Wears Black. <gasps> and then I think for the fourth one, Dean Yannon. That's so, a good one. Yeah. So that's my four. So I have Tobias, Chase Black, Baron Spencer, and Dean Yannon. All right. Mine are, mine are mostly fairies. So that's where I'm at in my personal journey right now. Number one is Ryzen from the A Court of Thorns and Roses series. Number two is Gabriel from the Ruthless Boys of the Zodiac. I'm fucking obsessed with him. The next one is from the same series. So from the Ruthless Boys of the Zodiac by Caroline and Suzanne is Ryder. And he turns into a snake. He's a snake shifter. Listen, this man is fucking hot. He's a gang, gang leading snake. You don't, you know, I don't like snakes. I, I would hate snake. I would fuck the shit out of the snake. That's all I gotta say. And then my last one is Dom from the Ravenhood trilogy. So, so mine is mostly fairies, three fairies, and then Dom. That's where I'm at. As you can see, as we built our reverse harem, we're not. We'll never be over the Ravenhood trilogy. Like, no. These characters will always be with us. I, I would like to say not a single one of my people is good. They are all very bad, all very morally gray. I, I have to say the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> Several killers. We just named eight fucking cold-blooded killers that we would willingly put in a reverse harem and have sex with. But they'll love us. <laughs> they would love us so much. <laughs> This is like a good icebreaker. Yeah, I think it's good. The next time you go on a first date, you should say, if you had to build a reverse harem, what would it be? And if they leave, then you know they're not the one. They're not the one. So our listener who DM'd us, try this for your <laughs> next party trip and report that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If they're not going to... If they're not going to come on FaceTime for you and they're not going to be a reverse, reverse harem for you, we don't want them, honestly. <laughs> Okay, and of course we're not done. <laughs> we have to build our boyfriend. <laughs> Are we putting... Oh my god. How is this our life? Do you ever think about this? Like, <laughs> how did we get here? Um, I just started reading hockey romances and here we are. You did. Briar, you and off campus was the gateway. That was the <laughs> gateway drug for you? Me. I don't know where mine even started. Oh, it was, LJ Shin is what got me here. Thank you. I am thankful. I have no regrets. Yeah. Love you, L. Kennedy (laughs) and LJ. Thanks, Queens, for bringing us down this path. Okay. Emily is right. We do have to, we're not done. We have to build our boyfriend pyramid. Okay. So as you all know, we made us some slight adjustments. So we've got God tier, white picket fence, meet the fam, and then ultimate friends with benefits is at the bottom. So those are our four tiers of the boyfriend pyramid. I am putting... Both Garrett and Ryder at White Picket Fence. I'm putting Kinzo at Meet the Fam. And I'm, again, Diesel is a one-time opportunity for me. I will not tell a single fucking soul that I'm going to his dungeon to get tied up and fucked in the ass with a knife. I will not tell any of you what I'm doing. I will tell you after. I'm not sharing my location. I don't want anyone to know what I'm up to, but I would do it once. So I'm putting Ryder and Gotch here. Writer's God tier for me. Garrett is white picket fence. And Kenzo and Diesel are the ultimate friends of benefits. I just can't get over Kenzo's cockiness. And also, everything's like a gamble and a game to him. Like, I just, that would just really irritate me. So that's, again, not telling my friends a weekend thing. 
if I see if like my parents are in town I see them at the grocery store we're turning the other way yeah yeah we're (laughs) We're so fucking hard if Diesel approached me on the street and I was with my mom and he was like oh hey I'd be like I'm sorry I don't I've never seen (laughs) (laughs) I think Kenzo needs more hype and you know who I pictured him as and who he reminded me of is have you seen the oceans 11 12 and 13 movies like the og ones from the early 2000s i think so okay he gives me brad pitt oceans 11 vibes Mm. and that is what i was into i liked that a lot i see that i see that it's a good pyramid it is a good pyramid honestly it's it's stacked all right thank you guys so much for joining us on another episode of spice rock pod we hope you guys enjoyed den of vipers as much as we did and join us next week as we continue Bad Boy Summer with A Touch of Darkness. Ooh, it's good. I'm excited. It's good. So thank you guys once again. And we'll talk to you guys next week. Bye, guys.